Oh, what a night to talk Wildcat football. And fortunately for all of us, tonight we get to talk with a Wildcat football player. That's right, Cat Crazies. Tonight we have a former Northwestern football player, but a Wildcat for life, JT, the DT from the O State, Jordan Thompson, who played defensive tackle on the Wildcat interior. So for all of you whose sentiments are tattooed purple and white, and to those of you who are looking to adopt it as your colors, welcome to another Wildcast here on A Bowl Full of Chips, the college football podcast that brings football closer. I am Chappie, your Wildcat reporter for everything you want to know in and out of Evanston, the Midwest's greatest city. And with me today is a special guest, former Wildcat defensive tackle and hopeful NFL talent, big number 99, Mr. Jordan Thompson. JT, thanks so much for coming on the show today. Hey, no problem, Chappie. Glad to be a part of it. Excellent. Well, let's recap, Wildcat fans, what Jordan has done for the purple and white here in his four, what seems short years uh, in Evanston. An emotional, spiritual leader who raises the spirits of his team. He's seen, uh, we've seen some of the locker room speeches, and I got to tell you, Jordan, it elicits goosebumps and makes me want to run through a wall. Uh, you were a three-year starter, which included 36 consecutive games until the bowl game where an injury forced you to miss the Holiday Bowl. Uh, by the way, how tough was that sitting that final one out, Jordan? Yeah, super tough. Um, one of the hardest decisions of my life. Can I assume that you know your future as it as it relates to the NFL had had part of that decision or part of that factored into it? Yeah, definitely. Okay, yeah, and totally understandable. So you know, but nonetheless, here you are. You were on three bowl victory teams and big wet, Big Ten West division champs, and you yourself got better every year. I mean, Wildcat fans, he literally upped his productivity by about twenty five percent every year in tackles, tackles for loss, sacks, and forced fumbles. My most memorable games for you this uh, was this year in the opener against Purdue Jordan, a team who almost everyone was picking to beat you guys and start their road to the Big Ten stardom, and you guys really handled them for the majority of that game. You were triple teamed at times, and still you recorded a sack and two tackles for loss. Um, maybe more – I'm sorry. Uh, <clears throat> maybe more importantly, um, Jordan was – prominent member of a defense that finished 32nd, 6th, and 25th, respectively, in the last three years in NCAA rush defense. So as a starter for the last three years, Thompson was a guy who was certainly one of the the forces up there to put the Cats in the top third of the NCAA and rush defense. And most knowledgeable football fans know that when you have a good rush defense, you have a good overall defense. And when you have a good rush defense, it's usually because you have some tenacious Hulk in the middle of that defensive line. And that's exactly what NU has had with Jordan the past three seasons. So he's six foot two, 285 pounds. He can rep 225 on the bench press 26 times and has a wingspan of 77 and three quarters inches to help corral ball carriers and knock down would-be NFL passes. Surely a good fit for any team in the need for a grinder on their front. And as we're starting to see, Northwestern is becoming adept at putting defensive linemen in the NFL, from Dean Lowry to Efadi Adenabo to Tyler Lancaster. And of course, Jordan Thompson seeks to become the next in a successful line of Wildcats who have shown the world not only that they are talented football players, but that this Northwestern football program is capable of developing accomplished defensive talent. So Jordan, the people want to hear from you, so let's get right into it. So I want to start off, uh, you, you came from LaSalle High School in Ohio, which is a hotbed for football talent. Uh, the state of Ohio accounts for the third most amount of NFL players in the Hall of Fame currently, which of course is in Canton, Ohio. Um, even LaSalle High School, where you respond, players like 
Brent and Garrett Selleck, Devier and Julian Posey, and some others as well have come out and played in the big time. How much do you think your high school competition prepared you for the college game and even the NFL, Jordan? Uh, A lot. Um, You know, playing uh, Ohio football, you get exposed to great football players. Even before I got here, I scrimmaged against uh, Afadi Adenabo a couple of times, like junior, senior year. Um, And then... Keith Watkins, uh, he went to Moeller, so we played each other every year, and yeah. um, it was awesome. So just being in a place like Ohio really preps um, any position to to be great going to that next level. Yeah, and and you know it's it's well documented that you were recruited pretty heavily by some big time programs, um, and thankfully for all of us Wildcat fans, you came to Northwestern, and I'm sure that there's a lot of uh, you know, very interesting and and very credible reasons for that. But in your time at Northwestern, what stood out the most to you as a Wildcat? Definitely the guys. Um, when I would go on visits uh, and talk to other players, it wasn't the same. I probably visited here four or five times um, and just hung out, did regular college college kid stuff. Um, whether it was going to the dining halls and eating or just meeting the guys in the dorms. Um, and that really showed itself my four years here. Um, guys like CJ Robbins, Deontay Gibson, Tyler Lancaster, like my best friends. Um, and we have a relationship today, even though they're, they're graduating, um, graduated. Um, so yeah, just the people here are awesome. And, and how instrumental was coach Fitzgerald in, in that recruiting process? He was great. Um, it's kind of funny because when I was a sophomore, junior, I really didn't know much about Northwestern. But, um, you know, I saw this tall guy with a, a GI uh, haircut and, you know, I got to know him, did some research. And, uh, yeah, it, was, it, it turned out to be a great fit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and that seems to be one of the most common stories that I hear or that I read about with, with players who go on their recruiting trips to Northwestern. The first thing that always comes out is, is the guys and that, that family and that kind of that, that friend culture that, uh, the, the players, the current players that are there, uh, kind of showing you around, whether you are, um, seriously considering the university or whether it's, you know, one of the official visits, time and time again, you hear and you read about uh, that it, the same thing that you just echoed, that it, it is the the guys that are there and the guys are the, really the ones that recruit you. So it's not so much the head coach or a position coach. It's really you're going to a program and you're going to an environment and atmosphere where you know that you're going to be welcomed and you're going to be comfortable and you're going to enjoy your time playing football as you're building yourself into a career further than that. Exactly. What are some of the most valuable lessons that you think that you learned at Northwestern? The days are long, but the years are short. <laughs> um, yeah, sure. I, I remember I heard that quote from, I think it's John Harbaugh, the Ravens uh, head coach. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, we were at, uh, I was at a teammate's house um, for like a cookout during the summer or something. And I heard that quote and yeah. it kind of stuck to me because, you know, days are long, you know wake up, practice or lift, and then you're doing school and everything, but it goes by fast. So you want to enjoy, um, enjoy, enjoy everything about, you know, the process, whether it's working out or playing on game days or just 
the grind of becoming a new person every day. Yeah. And, and I know this sounds like a, a 38 year old man thing to say, but as a former player and a former coach as well, um, that, that couldn't be more true. I mean, those days are long and those grinds sometimes seem endless, but then you, you know, even at the end of each year, freshman, sophomore, junior, and senior year, you look back and you're like, wow, one year's gone, two years gone. And now here you are, four years are are under your belt and you're looking to the next chapter and you're kind of wondering, you know, what, what happened to my playing days? So (laughs) at least in the college level anyway. Um, So how do you feel that pro day went for you, Jordan? I feel like it went as best as it could be. Um, I only bench pressed um, and I got 26. I yeah. was shooting for 30, but um, I mean, I'm definitely strong enough oh, yeah. to, to play at the next level, you know, got, going against guys um, in in the big 10 guys, guys like uh, Wisconsin, um, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're used to playing against guys with, with some meat on their bones. Yeah. And, and one of the things that I love that coach Fitz always talks about is, you know, his line that he says stats are for losers and, you know, the film doesn't lie. So regardless of, of, you know, what um, measurables are written down on paper that you, maybe you performed on literally one day. I mean, they don't call it pro week. They don't call it, you know, pro career. They call it pro day. So um, I mean, that film is clearly going to show what you can do against quality talent uh playing day in and day out week in and week out against big 10 teams you know not just uh the teams that you go in week in and week out against but you know some of your own teammates that you talked about you know in drills and uh you know some of those nfl caliber linemen that that you're matching up against in practice so are there any teams that maybe you've talked to so far or and if so did any stand out to you from the pro level i've talked to a couple of teams at pro day and then i'm planning on going to um some local days, the Bears and the Bengals specifically, yeah. um, just being a Cincinnati guy, having that opportunity. Yeah. Okay. Now, I know that uh, NU has a lot of connections. I know that Cody Seda does a great job in networking with the NFL. How involved has he been, if at all, um, in in pro day and in also in, in helping getting your name out there even more so than um, what you've done so far in, in your last three years? Uh, he's been awesome. Uh, just a, a guy that – if I have a need or a question or something that needs to be resolved, he's the guy that I can just text or go up to his office and have it handled. He's just been, he's been awesome. Yeah. And I, and I saw recently he made somebody's list for like the top 40 people in uh, sports under 40 years old. And I, kind of was hoping that it kind of, I mean, for him, it was great, but, you know, selfishly for Northwestern, I'm kind of hoping that it doesn't, uh, you know, blow up too big and, and, and we lose him. I mean, the same, same way it was, you know, that it is with, uh, Mr. Phillips, the athletic director, you know, his, his name has been thrown around for possible replacement as the big 10 commissioner, but I'm hoping that he stays rooted here in Evanston. So uh, I can say the same for Cody, um, and a Michigan guy, by the way. So I, I I'm going to root for him for that, uh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Um, now, of course, I follow this team closely and I have my own thoughts, but as someone from the inside, we're going to get switch over to, uh, to Northwestern football for 2019. What do you think the Northwestern defensive line is looking like going into 2019 as now an outsider, uh, Jordan, who was on the inside? Uh, I think, I think they will be, I think they will be solid. Um, you know, people have some questions worrying about the interior, Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, guys always step up year in, year out. Um, you know, you got Jake Saunders. Yep. Um, 
you got Alex Miller um, being an older guy um, right. and just a guy that I really talked to um, during the weeks, uh, getting ready to play. And then we'll have some younger guys like Joe Spivak, um, Trevor Kent that saw some saw some playing time this year. Um, and I just think between the four of them and even maybe a freshman or two that, that come in or um, a rising sophomore or something, uh, yeah. they'll, they'll step up and they'll be able to rotate and handle the inside um, and off the edge. Like, they'll be fine. They have guys, uh, Ernest and uh, Sam. So, yeah, I think I think they'll be solid up front. Good shape. Yeah, and and that's one. You know, aside from the talent that you guys have in my in my preseason articles last season, I, I talked uh, exclusively about the the depth that you guys had. I mean, you really, uh, I think, went eight deep on that defensive line, both at the end spot and on the interior. Um, and you know, you kind of touched on some of those players who who weren't necessarily a starter last year, but somebody that can rise up, but. How good is Joe Gaziano? What's he like in practice? You know, he's he's a great player. Um, you know, when we're practicing, we're practicing hard. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of like a competition. Um, yeah. You know, he does something. Then, you know, I, I look over, I'm like, all right, I have to do something now. Um, right. And, uh, you know, he's, he's a great teammate. Uh, it just, just helps, helps the team uh, be better. For sure. Um, and then you also talked about Joe Spivak. Now, um, everything that I've read and people that I've talked to say that he is one of the best characters on the team in terms of um, kind of bringing smiles and, and lightening the load. But at the same time, I mean, he is a, he's a bulldog down in the interior. Um, what can you speak to of that? Is, is that all true or is that kind of uh, I mean, it's not hyperbole, is it? Is that stuff, uh, you know, what we see is what we get from Joe? No, that's definitely true. He's a guy that's going to come in every day and just work his butt off. Um, and even days where, you know, he may be down, like he'll, he'll strap it, he'll strap it on and, you know, he'll, he'll do the dirty work when no one else feels like it. Um, he's been a, just an awesome guy. Um, and just a guy, like even being older that I can look at and, you know, get inspired, you know, uh, just a younger guy, just wanting to get better and just staying hungry, um, which is awesome to see. Yeah, that's great. Uh, again, we're talking with Jordan Thompson, former Northwestern defensive tackle, getting ready for the NFL draft coming up this month in April and a uh, hopeful career out in the big league now. So one of the big questions that people have heading into 2019, Jordan, is the offensive line. Uh, Northwestern graduates three pretty good seniors, uh, certainly guys who have a lot of experience in Tommy Doles, Blake Hans, and J.B. Butler. You went against these guys in practice. Um, who <laughs> might be coming up uh, that could turn some heads or was turning heads in practice last year that maybe the uh, the media and the quote-unquote experts um, think they know that this is a, you know, whatever they're going to want to label them. But, you know, what, what can you speak about the offensive line that's coming up? Some of those guys who are going to get their shot as the next man up this year. You don't necessarily have to speak to individuals uh, if, if you don't want to, but just kind of collectively. But, yeah, if, there, if there's maybe one or two guys that you thought last year going against them that, okay, they're not on our starting five, but uh, – you know, he's going to be a dude in the next year or so. Who who may be some of those guys? Uh, definitely guys that I think um, have the potential to make those strides um, and be an asset for the, the O-line. Um, 
Nick, Nick Urban, uh, you know, he's a guy who can play center, center and guard and anything you really want to. Um, and Sam Jarek, he's a guy who's going to get after it. Um, and with that being said, I think the experience of Jared and Rashawn um, will really yeah. help the younger guys uh, sure. be, be ready. And I know that uh, Nick's an Ohio guy. Um, Sam is from Ohio as well. They've got that Ohio connection, which, as we talked about, you know, that, that means something. So yeah. now, uh, you know, kind of a curious question for mine. What's something that our listeners would like to hear? Maybe something uh, about Coach Fitz that, uh, that you can tell us that most people don't know. And we're not talking, you know, uh, skeletons in the closet or deep, dark secrets that are, you know, uh, privileged information. But maybe what's something that, um, that the Northwestern fans uh, would get a kick out of knowing about Coach Fitz that we don't read about, that we don't see at press conferences, and that we don't see on game days. He's the guy people think he is, you know. Comes in every sure. day, wanting to get the best out of his players. Um, yeah. You see what you get. Okay, and, and honestly, I think that's the most endearing thing about him, um, and and he's always been that way since his playing days back in the mid '90s. Is you know, I, I think it's refreshing to have a coach who is honest and and tells you what you need to do to get better, and tells you kind of where you're at, doesn't blow sunshine up your rear, and <laughs> and give you any false impressions. Um, and I I think that obviously that's been working and. You know, it, it's culminated into a Big Ten West uh, title last year and certainly uh, even greater things to come. What about Coach Hank on the on the defensive side? Now, he's somebody who's, I think, to me, more more intriguing because, you know, he's got that Walter White look about him. You know, he's very quiet, but the guy is, is clearly a mad scientist. I mean, the things that he's done at Kansas and Wisconsin and uh, Texas A&M, Colorado, I mean, you name it, he's done great things at great places, and, and I'm glad that he's here in Evanston. But what can you tell us about Coach Hank, something interesting? maybe that that most people don't know um he looks quiet and like he's older but he is loud during practice <laughs> um, as most we... defensive coordinators can be from my experience yes yes <laughs> definitely yeah and I, and I think that uh that early laugh from you earlier kind of said it all and, and I think there's maybe even more mystery behind uh behind coach Hank that we don't know but uh it's, it's good to know JT definitely well, look, man, it's it's been a pleasure. I, I really appreciate you coming on board with us today. Um, and, uh, you know, please, please know that anytime you want to be a, a guest back on the show, you are more than welcome. And, um, you know, spread the word. Anybody anybody who um, wants to chime in and, and, and bring the notoriety to the Northwestern football program even more than it's already blowing up, uh, we'd love to have you guys. So I uh, appreciate you being with us today, Jordan. Hey, uh, I appreciate being on here. Yep, and uh, we want to say good luck to you on draft day and everything you do in your future. And please know that, uh, like like I said, you're always a welcome guest on a bowl full of chips. Appreciate it. We're going to wrap up here, and that's going to do it for this special edition of the Wildcast on a bowl full of chips. Tune in next time when we talk to Louis Vacare of Wildcat Report to take a closer look at the incoming first-year talent that Coach Fitzgerald and his staff brought in to continue that championship tradition that is Northwestern football. Thanks for listening. Fight for victory, and go Cats! <laughs>